Welcome to Permission to Thrive. I'm your host, Susie Lula. As a spiritual therapist for over 20 years, I have the honor and privilege of ushering women and mothers just like you on a journey from simply surviving to powerfully thriving. I also have the honor of raising our son, Will, who is now a young adult with my longtime partner, Jamie. So I'm right there on the journey with you. Consider this your personal sanctuary, your space to meet your heart, embrace your messy, and come home to your most authentic, extraordinary self. My hope is that you leave resourced and inspired because you are here to shine. Welcome to Permission to Thrive. Welcome Thrivers. Today's episode is with my life partner of almost 25 years, Jeannie Lula. In addition to being my life partner and extraordinary father to our son, Will, I must say, Jamie is a one in a million singer songwriter, and you'll get to hear him at the end of this episode. In this episode, we give you a peek behind the curtain of our 25 year relationship. We debunk some of the happily ever after relationship myths, and we share some of the things that assist us in our relationship to thrive after 25 years together. We talk about how we handle some of the messy relationship issues, and we also talk about raising our now 21-year-old son, Wilt. So please get a cup of tea back, relax, and enjoy. Hi, so I'm here today with Jamie, my longtime partner of 25 years. 25. Wow. And we're here to give you a peek behind the scenes of our relationship. We wanted to debunk the myth of happily ever after. We wanted to give you a peek into what's assisted us to thrive in our relationship, some of the messy in our relationship. And our relationship with our son. We're yeah. now 21. Exactly. So let's just jump right in. What do you attribute some of the thriving in our relationship? Um, I personally like our long walks and deep talks that we started doing in COVID. That's what we started calling them in COVID. But it started back in 2000 when we started doing walks of intention, where we would walk in silence for 15 minutes, and then we'd say what we were grateful for for the day and our intentions for the day and then we reflect back to one another and it was like it was just a great way of bringing us closer mm-hmm. so that's i think that's real key yeah i think so too and it is a space of vulnerability it's a space where i can bring in the things that i'm anxious about mm-hmm. or nervous about and be really vulnerable and what i find then is that when i'm talking about my vulnerabilities, I'm less likely to act it out in mm-hmm. our relationship. Yeah, very, so very I, I get it out. I'm a processor. I need to get it out. So And very seldom do we find that either one of us are out of whack. We always use find that there's a balance and and I'm having a day, man, I just woke up with this heaviness in my heart and you tell me and it's like, wow, I'm so grateful that you shared that with me and said that out loud. It's like or, you know, something that's been ongoing that you'll say And sometimes it's just one of us going around the entire time talking about what's going on 
to get to the point where it's not having that power over us. Exactly. It, it takes the time it takes. Yeah, sometimes. exactly. Sometimes I'm talking about the same thing over a week or dare I say month. <laughs> nah, it's but, never that long. Yeah, but but it does assist us, those long walks and deep talks. I would agree with that for yeah. sure. And I think one of the things for me that you're reminding me of in that that works for me is that we're really good friends. Mm, yeah. That We started out as we friends. We started out as friends. We were friends before we started dating. Mm. And I really like you mm. and I really like being with you. Mm. And you still like me. And I still like <laughs> you and I still like being with you. And I, but I seriously, I really think that that is very meaningful to me because I always say to my clients, being in like with someone mm. is as important, if not more important, than being in love with that person. Because in a long term relationship, we've gone in and out. The tides come in, the tides gone out. We've had all these different chapters. I always say we've had many inner divorces and inner remarriages over the years. And so I think the fact that we're good friends and that we like each other and the thing I think also that assists me is I am often asking myself the question during the day, do I like me? Mm. Do I like how I'm showing up Mm. in this relationship? And I find myself often observing myself and asking myself, if I was you, if I were in your shoes, what would I look like to you right now? What would I feel like to you? And that really helps me, the whole being in light. Yeah. Something that really has assisted me a lot. I think that's a great point for raising children too. And the whole idea of being really good friends. It's like the, the, the fireworks are great. They're fun. Then you find out who the person really is beyond the fireworks, but it's like when you start out as friends and deepen and really get to know each other and and create that vulnerability and that authenticity with one another, it's just, it's establishing a relationship. And and we also started out as prayer partners. So that was a different level of intimacy and authenticity that came to play in our relationship. Definitely meditating together. And I think if you all are listening or as you're listening, Maybe call to mind, you may or may not be in an intimate long-term relationship. You might not be in a relationship at all. But I think this idea as you're listening of how can you find places inside of yourself that you like, that you can bring into all of your relationships and bring that idea of friendship into your different areas of your life. Because I think when we're friends with each other, there's a safety And when we feel safe with someone, we are going to be more likely to bring our vulnerabilities. So true. So that brings me to the messy. (laughs) We were very intentional before this episode that we're not seeking to paint some picture that life is happily ever after for 25 years. And we have definitely gone through our messy moments, our messy chapters. So I'm interested, what have been your messiest and how did we get through it? What's been the messiest Um, for you? You know, I think that after my brother passed in 2012 Mm -hmm. and then your mom passed three months later, Mm -hmm. I lost a couple of friends at the end of the year. And then I left my job of 24 years in March of the next year. And that was really Mm. hard because it was like, bam, 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 bam. It was a bunch of things that happened. Mm. And I, I seem to think 
that you have words to articulate things a lot quicker than I do sometimes. And sometimes it really takes me a long time to figure out what I'm trying to say or what I'm trying to do. And I, I can't always articulate it in, in a way that you're able to, but that was challenging. And it was just recently within the like maybe last two years that I, I told you about what I was going through at that time and why I was doing what I was doing. And you were like, oh, oh, well, that makes sense. But I didn't know that, but I didn't have the words, but you allowed the, me the dignity of my own process to just go through it and process it. And you really encouraged me to grieve the loss of my brother as I encouraged you to grieve the loss of your mother and then losing my job. It was just, it was a string of events that happened that, um, that any, any single one of them could be pretty heavy on a person's life. So. Yeah, yeah. And I think that is one of the differences in genders between men and women. I think we're such processors and obviously I do it for my living. So I'm used to articulating mm -hmm. a process. And I do believe that just giving someone else almost the gift of space, the gift of space. And I think what you're saying is so important because the messy isn't always cleaned up in a moment, in a week, in a month. I mean, that has been years of a process for you yeah. to unravel and untangle. And I think that's just very important to note in long-term relationships that the messy isn't necessarily swept up in a right. bow, you know. It's not swept up in a bow and it's the sticking around that you, that I perceive that a person really finds out. Cause I think any number of times we could have said, okay, I'm out of here. And I've done it before in my relationships, but then I look at the relationship, the friendship that we have, the, the parenting that we have on so many different levels. And it's like, we've gone too deep to, to allow this to get in the way of that. And then invariably we just continue to deepen in our relationship. And it's so powerful that I think a lot of people miss out because they're not willing to drop to those depths um, because well, I, sometimes it's hard. Yeah, yes. And I also think, though, we have such a stigma in our culture about divorce and leaving right, and completing right. relationships. So I also just want to say very clearly that we happen to have stayed together and that yeah. worked for us. Right, exactly. But if you're being called to complete a relationship, yeah. that can be equally as powerful. And I think learning to discern, right? because we've each had our own moments of learning to discern, is it my time to leave? Are we complete? Am I complete? Am I feeling called to stay and go deeper? I've asked myself that many times in our relationship. Yeah. And, um, and I think that's an important question to ask in relationship is, am I complete or is there more for me to learn here? And is it, is it also, is there a way to take and complete without going through anger and just to be able to come together, to have that intimacy and that relationship where you can come together and it's like, I feel like we're complete, you know, which I is feel, a whole different, which is a whole different episode, but I think it's, you know, where it doesn't have to become, right. um, we should have an episode on that. Okay. Um, I'm going to move into my own messy and get a little vulnerable here. Because I believe my messier has been messier than yours. My messier is messier I, than yours. I think that some of the messiest moments for me in our relationship 
have been, I've had a pattern over the years that I've worked with of wanting you to be my knight in shining armor and take care of me. And while I'm very aware that that comes from my relationship with my mom as a young little girl, so wanting her to take care of me and so feeling like I wasn't being taken care of, that I certainly know that I have put it on to you to please take care of me. And that has come across in very unflattering ways. I've really wanted you at different times in our relationship to be different than who you are and to show up different. And I've judged you and, and all the things. And the reason I wanted to share that, A, is hopefully that other people can relate, but also because I've come to know that the messy in our relationship reflects often that which is unhealed from before we ever met the person. So most of the messy that I've brought into our relationship really has nothing to do with you. Mm -hmm. And so the messy is really inside of myself and learning how to untangle inside of myself and learn how to meet my own needs and give myself what I perceived I did not receive from my mom to learn to give that to myself so that it's not like I don't need to receive from you or ask for what I need from you. But there's a difference between asking to receive something and needing it to feel something in me to make me feel okay. Yeah. So I wanted to out myself on that. And I think there are ways in our relationship in the past where my unhealed relationship with money and how that stemmed from my past and your unhealed relationship with money and how that stemmed from your past, put them together and it just made a really messy knot. And I think that's been something that I feel the most proud of actually in our relationship that you have untangled your own knots around money. I have untangled mine and we can now really work together in a different way. But I just share all of that to share that the messy has to do with what we're bringing in. And so when you can really learn to untangle your own inner knot. So if you are listening and just thinking about your own messy, perhaps think about how whatever messy is showing up in your life right now, it is the result of something that came far earlier than your current situation. And how if you untangle that messy, it might bring some breath and spaciousness into your current relationship, whatever that is. Mm. Reminds me of our, our last topic. Will. The, of the <laughs> idea of will and that idea of catching myself, parenting him and going, that's not my voice. That's the voice mm. of my parents. And it's like wanting to do something different. So I don't know if you wanted, I just. Yeah, maybe jump right in. What has been your biggest, that sounds like it, it is with Will. So Will is in college now. He's a young adult. He's 21. We've certainly gone through a journey with raising him, but I'm appreciating what you're saying. So maybe elaborate. Well, I think it's the old projections. I remember how my, I don't think like, oh, this is how my dad do it. It's like all of a sudden I'm saying something to him, reprimanding or doing something. And it's not a judgment of my dad, but this is not the way I want to parent my child. I know that our relationship with William has never been punitive and you're grounded and 
And, and, you know, I got, I got spanked a number of times and we just didn't do that. And when he was going through a particularly challenging period of time in his teens, where he was taking my car that I had just bought and going on these drives and he came home one day and it wasn't like yelling and screaming or anything. It was just like, what's going on that you're making this choice because of A, B and C, but you're making some choices and they don't feel real effective for your life, my dad would have just, he would have been very angry and I would have been beaten. And that's not the way that we did it with him. We just found a way to talk. And I hear about people talking about, oh, that California way, you need to whack your kid. And it's like, no, we've never had to whack our kid. We've been able to talk to him and invariably he wants to still be in relationship with us. He still calls Mm -hmm. us if he's got something going on. He calls and says, this is what's going on. And Well, I think to your point also, it was a conscious choice that you made mm-hmm. to raise him differently than you were raised. I made the same conscious choice. And then that took those first six, eight, nine years of really learning to unpack and really learning to hear, oh my God, I am sounding just like my mom. I am sounding just like my dad and really untangle that inside Mm -hmm. of yourself. I know for sure I did the same thing. I mean, early on in his life, I was still very wrapped up in what the teachers thought of me and how the teachers would perceive me, how the teachers were perceiving him. And that was a reflection of that I cared so deeply about how my mom thought of me. What did my mom think of me? I, it, I was still, when Will was young, I was still in that pattern of wanting my mom's approval. Mm. And so I was then looking for that approval, be it from a teacher. And I didn't realize it at the time, but I was projecting and I wanted Will's behavior to look a certain way and him to present a certain way because I was unconsciously thinking that my worth came from how he was appearing at school or in social situations or whatnot. And so I think that's why we both have such deep reverence for other parents and deep bow to parents, because it is such an untangling, really. And I think one of the things that's worked in our relationship, I don't know what you think about this, but I know that I just think of my wedding ring as three rings Mm -hmm. and the middle ring is the stone and that represents me marrying me. Mm -hmm. And so I'm married to me first and I needed to remind myself over the years, I'm not the product of my mom. I'm seeking to, to stop the generational patterns. They stop with me. I take responsibility. Those generational patterns stop with me. And I'm marrying myself first so that I don't lose myself in our relationship. Mm -hmm. And then consequently, we don't lose ourselves in raising him. Right. So I hope that this has been helpful to you all, especially any of you raising children. It can get messy. Mm -hmm. And the idea here is to take some moments And just ask yourself, are you aware of where that messy perhaps originated from? 
so that you can segregate yourself either from your child, either from your relationship, be it your relationship with money, your body, your career, step back enough momentarily that you can unravel where that messy came from and then show up differently when you come back into your relationship. So also, I think what comes forward too is I hope that you find compassion for yourself because every parent goes through it. There's not a parent. You might be looking at a friend or the way someone else is raising their kids and they're going through the same thing. We, we've gone through this before. It's like, oh, we think this per this couple is doing this. And it's like, you know what? They're having the same challenges that we're having. Sometimes similar, sometimes dissimilar, but we're all having it. We're all having to navigate this. So I would hold that you would have compassion for yourself, not only relationship with your child, but your relationship with your spouse. It's so understandable that you should feel this way because you're making new rules. You're starting a new way of being with one another and with yourself. So, yeah. So if any of this does resonate with you and you have questions and you want to have them answered, just write to podcast at suzylula.com and maybe we'll come back. We were thinking maybe come back once a month or so and answer some questions, dive deeper. We're just barely scratching the surface. And the last thing I want to offer is the quality of safety. So to create real, true vulnerability and real, true connection with someone requires a safe space. And Jamie wrote this song about safety, safe place to land. And I'm wondering, would you be willing to mm -hmm. sing it? Right now. And then I will take everyone through a guided process afterwards to allow you to integrate this a little bit more deeply. As we step out of where we come from, walking tall in who we become, being seen for all that we are is just one part of our love. I see you and you see me. We welcome each other to our destiny. All that we're here to express. Nothing less. We're here to share our brilliance. I am your safest land. You are my safe space to land. We've made a great place today. I am your safe space to land. You are my safe space to land. We've made a great place to dance. Safe place to I'll be your safe place to land. So just allow that idea of safety to wash over you, maybe allow you to drop into your own heart. Just ask yourself, how could you become a more safe space for yourself today? Is there something within you, is there a way that you could, as Jamie was saying, maybe have more compassion for yourself? 
be a little kinder to yourself, a little gentler to yourself, perhaps even acknowledge yourself for choosing to invest this last bit of time to find ways to thrive more in your life, to unravel some of the messy in your life, acknowledge yourself, appreciate yourself, open your heart and listen for maybe something that you can bring in to the rest of your week. Then we will see you next week. I hope this conversation leaves you knowing that if we can thrive, you can shine in all of your relationships as well, even the messy ones. And if there was something you found meaningful, I hope that you will subscribe and write a review, a five-star review, I hope. And as a thank you, I will email you a free video that I created for you called Permission to Thrive with some practices and guided processes to assist you to thrive in every area of your life. Just email podcast at susilula.com with the word done when you subscribe and leave a review because subscribing and writing a review assists us to reach more people and spread the message of shining to more people on planet Earth. Thank you so much for listening. If there was something in this conversation that spoke to you, we'd so appreciate it if you would take the time to subscribe, leave a five-star review, and share this episode with women and mothers you know, because you are here to thrive. See you next time.